All right. Just testing it out here. Fritz Bergren. Okay, looks like we got a sound check. Fritz Bergren, bloodandfaith.com. Happy birthday to somebody out there, 25th of February, 2023. Uh, uh, like I said, my tagline, I mix religion with politics. My preposition, my proposition, my presupposition is that Jesus Christ is the creator. And he's the monarch. He's God's regent on the earth. And the world's in a hurting position right now. The world's in a really bad place right now. It's been in a bad place for a long, long time. But we've come into a situation where the seed of the serpent, the devil's own synagogue, the devil's babies, Satan's babies, think they got a hold on things, think they can run the show from the World Economic Forum to the World Health Organization to the United Nations, from senior bureaucrats in all the Western European countries, especially the United States, finally think they've got a lock on things. And if they go to war, if they go to war against Russia and take Russia off the block, that only leaves China left. They can impose their universal rule of law, rules-based international order is what they say, international human rights and rules-based order. But the bad people aren't playing that way. Hungary's not playing that way. Poland's been a bad bad people. They don't want all the immigrants. They don't want all the non-Christians in their Christian society. Russia says we're a Christian society. We're not going to have the rainbow. Rainbow, fl rainbow flag is not okay in Russia. And you got the little congressman like little Jamie Raskin, good little Jewish guy, good for a Jew, but not good in the, in the overall sense, saying we've got to destroy a Christian nation, have to destroy Russia because it's Christian, explicitly because it's Christian. And they're right at the point where they're ready to wipe out all opposition. They certainly are in the United States. We become a police state. We become a totalitarian society. Yeah, I know. I'm still on the air. But, you know, it's been, it's been a fight. Good old Google, good old YouTube deleted every video that I had. Deleted them all because somebody complained. Somebody complained, for it speaks outside of the narrative, somebody complains, lucky to still have my job because somebody turned me into the government. Turn Fritz into the government. He's saying naughty words. He's saying naughty words. Turn him into the government. Got political prisoners right here in D.C. Oh, they trespassed in a public's place. <laughs> they went to the seat of their government and, and redressed. They didn't bring guns. They didn't bring any weapons. And they're political prisoners. They lie and they cheat over our elections. They've got the, the demonic poisoning right down into the grade schools, teaching lesbianism and homosexuality and transgenderism to fourth graders and fifth graders and sixth graders. Teaching white kids to hate themselves, teaching white kids to hate their own heritage. Oh, you're just, you know, that's... Uh, uh, you're just reacting because you're white and you're insecure. Uh, you're fragile. <laughs> I wrote something years ago. I put it up on my stage. It talks about you know, Jewish fragility. <laughs> oh, they didn't like that at all. They didn't like that at all. I just took the same words they used for white fragility and I put in, I put in liberal fragility and Jewish fragility. You freaks. <laughs> you just have a fit when somebody speaks outside of the narrative.
and I want to encourage my brethren, my, 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 my racial brethren, as well as my brethren in Jesus Christ. And I hope the overlap becomes close to 100%. I really hope there's almost 100% overlap between those in Jesus Christ and those of the white race. I've dedicate, I dedicate my life to that proposition, that all the whites would be converted, that we would have a great last end, last day revival, a revival of Jesus Christ amongst the white race, amongst the European peoples, a people who were once called Christendom, Christendom, the land of Jesus Christ. Our flags are adorned with the banner, with the cross of Jesus Christ. Our banners are adorned with the cross of Jesus Christ. Finland, Norway, Sweden, England, Scotland, even the other countries. You say, oh, the Russian flag. Oh, look at the Russian military flag. They got a cross of Jesus Christ up there. Sure, you go look at the history. Greece still has the cross of Jesus Christ on it. Other countries, too, that were colonized by Europeans. Dominican Republic has the cross of Jesus Christ on it. There's a country in Central America called El Salvador, the Savior named after Jesus Christ. Oh, I hate the seed of the serpent. I hate the Satan synagogue. I hate Satan synagogue. They've made it their, 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 the, the work of their race to eliminate Jesus Christ from society. And the church has bent the knee and bowed to the knee to that. The church has bent the knee and bowed to the knee to that. Oh, we need a diverse. And, and, and No, we don't. We don't. We've sworn allegiance to Jesus Christ for El Salvador, for the Dominican Republic. I think I've said before, I used to live in a town called Matamoros. Kill the Moors. Kill the Moors. Who are the Moors? Those are the African Muslims that invaded Christian Europe. God bless the Spaniards. It took them seven centuries, but they held to, and they drove the Moors out of Christian Europe. Got another invasion going on right now. Aided and abetted by traitors to the race, traitors to Jesus Christ. And by the synagogue of Satan. Massive invasions of only Christian European lands, only of white lands. Why? Goes back to Genesis 3.15. Seed of the serpent. Hatred there. They couldn't get, they couldn't, it, it, the failure of the Africans failed. Failure of the Mongols failed. Their invasions failed. Now it's like, well, we'll just undermine the church from within. Undermine Christian Christian of within. Get them to doubt. Get them to stop believing. Teach them atheism. Teach them homosexuality. Teach them to hate their own race. This isn't natural. It's demonic. It's inspired by Satan, and it's carried out by his synagogue. It's inspired by Satan, and it's being carried out by the synagogue of Satan. This is a war that has gone on since the Garden of Eden, since the fall. It was in full bloom 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ showed up, and there was hatred between the Talmud people and Jesus Christ. Hatred. Jesus Christ said, I came to save the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And he did. But he hated the Talmud people that exalted their traditions over the word of God. And he says, you are of your father, the devil. Any Christian that can't say that, they got a real problem. Their problem's not me. Their problem is Jesus Christ. Because when Jesus Christ shows up, he says, how come you're ashamed of my words? Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9, John 8.44, and on and on and on. If you don't know what I'm saying, go to my uh, podcast from this morning about the Jews. Listen to that. 
man, if there's one message I could get through the church, it's, it's who the enemy is. If there's one message I could get through to the church of Jesus Christ and to the white race, it's figuring out who the real enemy is. The real enemy is the enemy of Jesus Christ. Who is the real enemy of Jesus Christ? It's those that murdered Jesus Christ. That's the real enemy. If I could do one thing in life, it would awaken the white race and the Christian church up to who the real enemy is. Who's the real enemy? First Thessalonians. Two, first. Well, let's go read it. First Thessalonians 2, 14, 15, 16, 17. Well, I never heard this before. I know. I know you haven't. Churches don't preach it. Why? You tell me why. I don't I don't know why. I can't tell you why. I I, I, I can I can speculate. And I'll speculate that they're terrified of the seed of the serpent. And that they want to be friends with the world. They want to be friends with the world. For you, brethren, became imitators of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judea. For you also endured the same suffering at the hands of your own countrymen, even as they did from the... Come on, fill in the last word, fill in the blank. From the Jews. The what? The Jews. Who? The Jews. Even as they did from the Jews, who both killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and drove us out. Oh, but the Jews aren't responsible for the death of Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Even as they did from the Jews, who both killed the Lord Jesus Christ and the prophets, and they drove us out. They are not pleasing to God, but hostile to all men. So I don't care if you're Chinese, Haitian, the Jews are hostile to all men. Oh, you can't say that. Satan is. So Satan's mad because I'm going after his babies. I'm going after Satan's little babies. What do you mean? Jesus Christ looked at the Jews. John chapter 8. He said, you're of your father, the devil, he said to the Jews. Those who call themselves Jews, but they're not even Jews. They're not even real Jews. They're liars. And they're of the synagogue of Satan. These are the words of Jesus Christ. I wish that the, the preachers would stop contradicting Jesus Christ. They contradict Jesus Christ to their own shame, their own hurts, and to the hurt of the world. If, if, if you can't identify who the enemy is, how are you going to resist? How are you going to fight back? How are you going to fight back the invasion of Europe unless you don't know who the real enemy is? Who are the hands and feet of Satan? It's those of the synagogue of Satan. Who are the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ? It's his church, those baptized in the church, those confessing his name. But there's traitors. Well, you can't say that. That's anti-Semitic. It's divisive. It's intolerant. I don't care. I don't care. Jesus Christ said, hey, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. I came to bring a sword. Well, what would Jesus do? He, he, he would bring a sword. That's what Jesus would do. He would bring a sword. All right. The Jews who both killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and drove us out. They are not pleasing to God, and they're hostile to all men. You want to be a friend? You want to, you want to help out mankind? Tell people the truth. Tell them who the real enemy is. Tell them who the real enemy is. It's the Jews. It's those who call themselves Jews, but they're liars and they're of the synagogue of Satan. One of these days I'm going to do a podcast on the book of Acts and tell you how the Jews operate. And it's, it's phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. It's the same M.O. today as it was 2,000 years ago. Same people, same M.O., MO stands for modus operandi. It's how they do things. They slander people, they lie, they bribe people, 
They make false accusations. They stir up the rabble. They get the powerful people and the rich people on side. They get the powerful politicians on their side, and they blackmail politicians. It hasn't changed in 2,000 years. This is all according to the gospel of Jesus Christ, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the book of Acts. Oh, and by the way, Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation. I know the slander of those who call themselves Jews, but are not. But they are, says Jesus Christ, the synagogue of Satan. They're the synagogue of Satan. I know your tribulation. I know your poverty, but you're rich. And the blasphemy by those who say they are Jews, but they're not, and they're of the synagogue of Satan. Jesus Christ said that. Why do preachers contradict Jesus Christ? Well, we just want them to get saved. Oh, really? Really? Is that right? Do you think your theology is better than Jesus Christ? How did Paul approach the, 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 the Jews? How did Peter approach the Jews? How did John approach the Jews? He went right to their face and said, you are the ones who put the righteous one to death. You're the ones that put the righteous one to death. You got all these churches after apologizing to the Jews. Oh, you're not really guilty of the blood of Jesus Christ. It was the Romans, blah, blah, blah. And they're liars. They've sided with the liars. They've sided with the liars. And, and, they, and they'll say and they'll preach a lie from the pulpit. Well, we need unity and harmony. No, we don't. We don't need unity and harmony with the Antichrist. Oh, uh, look, I'm just telling you what the Scriptures say. It's right there. You're the one that's going to have to prove differently. You're the one that's going to have to say, Jesus Christ, you're wrong. Jesus Christ knows the prophets better than you did. Jesus knows Daniel and Jeremiah and Isaiah and Lamentations and Ezekiel way better than you ever, ever can imagine. It was his spirit that inspired the prophets to write what they wrote. And when he comes out and he says, here's the bottom line, folks. They're false Jews. They're not real Jews. They're false Jews. They're liars, and they're of synagogue Satan. You need to stand up and take witness. You need to stand up and listen. And when he tells you over and over five times in John chapter 8 that he calls out the Jews, and he says, you have your father, the devil, you need to, take, you need to listen. You need to pay attention to what Jesus Christ said. Stop making excuses. You make excuses not to honor Jesus Christ, but to get the favor of those who rejected him. That's why you do it. You don't want anybody calling you anti-Semitic. Why not? Why don't you want? They murdered Jesus Christ. Why do you think you deserve better? I can't believe I'm still talking about this stuff, but I am. The United States is in a world of hurt. Australia is in a world of hurt. So is New Zealand. So is Canada. So are all the nations of Christendom. And it's, it's like we're paralyzed. It's like, we don't know what to do. We have no idea how. We don't even know how to resist. Well, you don't know how to resist because you don't know who the enemy is. Well, you can't. But you can't say that. According to who? Jesus Christ said it. The apostles said it. Why can't you say it, preacher, from the pulpit? Well, the Jews will attack me. They'll get really mad at me. Yeah, they will. They got mad at Jesus Christ too. They murdered Stephen. Look, this is the moment. This is your call. This is time to stand too and stand up and say what the truth is. You want to help out your people? You want to help out your race? Oh, we can't help out our race. <laughs> Paul loved his race. Paul loved his race. He said, I'd give my eternal life for my own race. Why can't you say that about your race, white man? That's how I feel about it. I'll give my eternity for the white race, that they would know the salvation of my God, Jesus Christ, and they'd go back to the God of their ancestors. 
and they wouldn't be pushed around by the synagogue of Satan anymore, who, who laid people with this guilt trip, this, these cudgels of guilt and shame, eternal guilt and shame. You're racist, you're sexist, you're anti-Semitic. Just like their father, Satan, that's accuses and accuses and accuses and accuses. All these white people wander around in shame, trying to prove that they're not racist and sexist and homophobic and anti-Semitic. It's a fool's errand. It's a fool's errand. Why are you doing this? Why? Get off your feet, man. The just shall live by faith. Put your faith in Jesus Christ and say what Jesus Christ said. Stop apologizing to the church of Satan. Well, that's anti-Semitic. You can't say that. Yes, I can say that. I will say that. I have said that. And I'm saying it now. I will never stop saying this, ever. Oh, I want this to ring from the pulpits. I want this to ring from every church out there. And you got all these people say, well, you know, this wokeness and, you know, cultural Marxism and CRT, and they think they're brave when they're saying that stuff. I was like, I want to go to the Scriptures and find out where the evil comes from. It comes from Satan. It comes from his synagogue. Who are the enemies of Jesus Christ? Those who call themselves Jews, but they're liars and they're of the synagogue of Satan. That's who the enemy was. It has not changed. It hasn't changed in 2,000 years. And so are the real Jews or the fake Jews? Listen, they reject Jesus Christ. Okay, if you reject the Father and the Son, you're the Antichrist. You are the Antichrist. 1 John 2.22. I covered this this morning. I had a podcast on the Jews. Fritz, why do you keep talking about this? Nobody wants to hear this. Well, maybe that's why I'm still talking about it. Maybe that's why I'm gonna, not going to stop talking about it, because maybe that's what the church needs to hear. We're getting beat up and beaten down and destroyed. The white race is being destroyed from within because the church has fallen down and it grovels before the synagogue of Satan. It can't stand up and defend itself because it's being beaten with these cudgels of guilt and shame. They don't want to be racist and sexist and homophobic and transphobic and queerphobic and intolerant and divisive, Islamophobic and xenophobic, but most of all, anti-Semitic. Who do you think introduced these heresies into the church? Satan and his little babies, those who call themselves Jews. Satan introduced this, these, these, these lies and this guilt and this shame. And they drive you around and beat you into submission. You can't say that. You can't say this. And you're completely controlled. The church is completely controlled. White men are completely controlled. The white race is controlled because they don't want to be racist and sexist. So you got Sweden, country of my ancestors, opening up their land to African Muslims. While their little girls get raped. Shame on you, Swedes. Shame on you, Christian church. You think you're Christian? You're not. You're Antichrist. You don't honor your father and mother. You don't honor your ancestors. And you would give up your daughters to people that reject Jesus Christ in order for, if, so the Jews don't call you racist or xenophobic. This is what's going on. This is the truth. This is the fact. These are the facts. Pull your head out of the toilet. Pull your head out of the toilet. you got to take those words, write them down on a piece of toilet paper, and then you can throw those in the toilet. you got to deliver yourself from those words, those cudgels of guilt and shame and manipulation, those chains that you allow them to bind you with. Well, I, I, that's hard. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's hard. It's dangerous. You, yeah, you might lose your job. You will lose your friends. You might lose your pastorate. You might get kicked out of your own church. 
We stand against hate in all its forms. You liars, you hypocrites, these damn ADL people. Anti-Defamation League, they need to drop the A because they're the defamation league. All they do is defame people. They call people racist and homophobic and anti-Semitic. They traffic in the very same things that they trafficked in 2,000 years ago. They go out and defame people. What they do to Jesus Christ? He's demon-possessed, and he's insane. It's the same people, the same method as 2,000 years ago. Over and over again, they tell Jesus Christ, you're insane and you have a demon. That's what they say today, 2023. You're racist, you're sexist, and you're anti-Semitic. And you're a Nazi. It's the same stuff. It's the same language. It's the same thing. Just modernized for 2023 because nobody believes in demons anymore. They don't even believe that it's, you can be insane anymore. So their new insanity is to be a Nazi and to be anti-Semitic. It's the same people, the same MO, same Antichrist spirit. And the church grovels around on its hands and knees begging for forgiveness where, where none, is, none will ever be forthcoming. You should have saw that under Obama. White man voted for the black man into the White House. All he does is double down on the hatred towards the whites. That's all he did. Who inspires that stuff? It's the deceiver, the liar, the accuser, synagogue of Satan. I'm telling you the truth. What I'm telling you is the truth. I know it's a hard truth. No, nobody wants to hear it, but it's the truth. You can't read the Gospels in the book of Acts and the Revelation and not understand that what I'm saying is fundamental to the entire message. And it begins right in Genesis. See the woman and see the serpent. All right. We're in a world of hurt. We're looking at nuclear war with the Russians right now. I wish I could say it differently. I used to not quite say it that way. There is The fact is, fact, big fat fact, we're in a, there's a war in Europe. Today, in 2023, I don't think there's any question, even in, on the power of the United States government, the United States is at war with Russia. And they play foot, footsies on, you know... <laughs> Do we have troops on the ground? Yeah, even, even they admit, yeah, we have troops on the ground in the Ukraine. Oh, they're advisors. They're uh, bean counters. Uh, they're keeping track of our stuff. The United States is at war with Russia. Uh, what could possibly go wrong, right? What could possibly go wrong with this? And the Russians have been warning over and over and over and over consistently. Nuclear war, nuclear war, nuclear war, nuclear war. Warning. Americans turn a blind eye. Oh, we don't, yeah, no, no, they're just, no. So if you're a man, and you've lived in a man's world, you will deal with bullies in your life, uh, as I have, and, and I'm sure you have too, because you're a man and you live in a man's world. And there's only one way to deal with a bully, and that's to, that's to fight him. That's the only way to deal with a bully. And whether, you know, the fight's in your teenage years or your 40s or whatever it is, you, you got to fight them. It always comes down to violence. It always does. I, you know, had younger experiences and older experiences, and I'm not a big, strong, scary dude. I, I'm not. That's why the bullies like to pick on the little guy, right? But sooner or later, you, you had enough, and you square off, and, and, you, and you do what you got to do. And, and it gets ugly really quick. And all of a sudden, they got respect. 
And if not, you fight. And whatever happens is what happens. Well, that's what we're looking at between Russia and the United States right now. And Russia says, look, man, we know we're the little dog here, but we ain't going down without a fight. And the U.S. said, we're going to push and push and push and push. And, and I, I wrote a letter. It's up there, bloodandfaith.com. About 200 years of history between Russia and the West. And their threats come from the West. Yes, they come from the East, too. They got a big, fat problem with China. Big, fat problem with China. It's not, China's got other things to deal with right now. China's got to deal with their seaboard side there with the inner island chain and the outer island chain and Taiwan. If they can gobble that up and deal with Japan, deal with Korea. But right now, the threat for Russia comes from the West, and it has. It has for 200 years. Napoleonic Wars, Crimean War, First World War, Second World War, Cold War, expansion of NATO East. That's where the threat's from. They're, they're, they're historically minded. Americans are not historically minded. And they're going, this is a threat. NATO's marched east. The United States has been involved very much in Ukraine, trying to turn Ukraine into a bulwark against Russia, bringing into NATO, NATO, arming it with weapons. They know exactly what's going to happen based on their history of 200 years. It's obvious, anybody that's historically minded. And the U.S. is pressing. Many countries in Europe are pressing. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with the Germans, what the Germans are going to do. What are the Germans going to do? The United States... Apparently, according to Cy Hurst, bombed your pipeline that you and the Russians paid for. Now you're, you're paying, I don't know how much more you're paying for natural gas, but quite a bit that you don't produce yourself. I, I'm, it's very curious why, why, why the Germans are keeping their mouth shut and not talking about this. I, I don't know the answer to that. But you know, if, 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 if sooner or later, Russia might take the big swing right back to the United States and say, we're... We're done. We don't have a choice. Japan did this in, in, in 1941. Japan was in the same situation in 1941. It felt that they had no choice but to go big or go home. Instead of folding, they, they attacked Pearl Harbor. And in that paper I wrote, I, I said maybe one of the lessons of, of Pearl Harbor was not that Japan shouldn't have attacked Pearl Harbor. It's that they didn't go big enough. Maybe that's the lesson there. They just gave the U.S. a bloody nose and, 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 and really made the Americans angry. Maybe that's the lesson to take home for Pearl Harbor and the Japanese in World War II. Maybe that's the real lesson. Maybe the lesson is not that Amer uh, Japan should not have picked on the United States. Mind you, there was 10 years of economic sanctions against Japan by the United States because the United States did not approve of what the Japanese were doing in Japan's own near abroad. Very similar to what's going on between Russia and Ukraine and the United States today. Very many great historical parallels. You're naughty people, you Japanese. You shouldn't be involved in your near abroad. We're going to sanction you economically. We're going to cut off all your oil. We're going to destroy your economy. And Japan said, look, we can either submit to this and fold, or we can have a bold move. And so they had a bold move, and they struck Pearl Harbor. And they ended up losing the war. But it was not inevitable. It was not inevitable that they lost the war. One of the lessons that you can take from Pearl Harbor wasn't their attack, wasn't their boldness, is that the, it was that they didn't go big enough. They didn't go big enough. That Maybe that was the real lesson. They didn't go big enough. Maybe they should have occupied Hawaii and then pressed the attack to the American West Coast. 
kept the U.S. bottled up on its own coast. Maybe that was the big move that might have changed the outcome of World War II. We don't know. But I guarantee you, there's people that think about this stuff. I guarantee you the Russians have been thinking about that. What do we do now? Very similar to the situation Japan was in in 1939, 1940, 1941. We're being bottled up by the Americans. What do we do? If we, if we wait this out, they're going to probably win. Do they go bold? Do they strike big? Nobody knows, but that's the state, that's the that's the state of play today. That's the hand that we're dealt. Are they holding three aces? Are they holding a pair of deuces? Are they willing to go big or not? That's the gamble. Is it a bluff? Maybe, maybe not. There's a theory out there that things are so screwed up in the United States that we got no downside of going to war. If you go to war, you can get rid of all the scandal, and all the garbage, and all the corruption, all the bribery. You can get rid of the, the, the Clinton scandals and the Biden scandals and the billions of dollars in graft that has been flushed through the Ukraine and, and the COVID vaccine scandal and death and maybe kill a few tens of millions more Americans and white people in the meantime. Maybe they want it to go nuclear. Maybe that's their plan. Utterly destroy both the United States and Russia in one fell swoop. Maybe that's the plan. Let's get a nuclear war going on between the United States and Russia. Destroy two formerly Christian nations. Destroy the white men. Get them off the map. Things are so bad that you need to think big thoughts. Because if you don't, somebody else will think them for you. For you. What's going to happen? I don't know. But it's not trending in a good direction. And and you know my prayer, you know my heart. I've said very clearly. Well, you know, once a society, a civilization, brutalizes its children as a matter of public policy, it's over. The United States has done that with LGBTQ in grade school with transgender operations on live children, cutting off body parts of children, and parading it around in the public saying, what a wonderful thing we're doing. So it's over. And, and my prayer is, God, I'd rather this country be destroyed. I'd rather America be destroyed than allow this to keep growing in my country. I've prayed that prayer, and, and, and I mean that. God, better you destroy America than, than you normalize this, because all we do is we take that stuff and then we normalize it around the world. That's what the United States does now. We're going to normalize homosexuality around the world. And if you're against it, we're against you. Why do you think the United States is against countries like uh, uh, Poland, Hungary, and Russia? It's because the residual Christian values there. And the people that run the United States, to a great degree, are of the synagogue of Satan. Check it out. You figure that out. I don't go much on that side because... My heart is to get to the church. If I can wake up the church, everything else falls into line. All right. Fritzbergen on bloodandfaith.com. I'm going to sign off now.